Welcome to Change Making Women, the podcast for women who make a difference. With Ziad Abed in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, and Marianne Clements in London, in the UK. Hi, and welcome to Change Making Women. I'm um, Marianne Clements in London, in the UK, and I'm here as usual with Ziada. Hi, Ziada. Hi, Marianne. And um, as Marianne said, my name is Ziada, and I'm podcasting all the way from Dar es Salaam. Good to be here. And uh, we have a guest this evening as well, who is Wambui. And uh, she is a natural lifestyle and creative entrepreneur. And she's also the creator of Hair Politan Lifestyle. And she's somewhere else. So maybe, maybe um, Wambui can tell us where in the world you are. <laughs> and a bit more about right. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. Thank you very much, uh, Marianne. Thank you, Ziado. Thank you. I'm Wamboy and I'm from Kenya right now. I'm in, I'm in Nairobi right now, the capital city. Uh, as Marianne said, my name is Wamboy and I am a graphic designer by profession. However, I have come just to be an, a creative ideator uh, as the years go by. So I just don't do graphic design related stuff. I do uh, brand consultancy and I can you know, look into project management as well. Uh, but currently I'm putting all my talents towards uh, Hairpolitan Lifestyle Magazine, which is my little baby, started two years ago. Um, yeah, and that's what I'm focusing on right now. Mm. And I'd love um, for our listeners to hear a little bit more about Hairpolitan and what it is and how you got started with it to, to kind of orientate them to what you're up to. Okay, um, Hippolytan started uh, maybe 2013, around about. Uh, so there was this natural hair movement going on in Kenya. There were Facebook groups being, you know, uh, created left, right, and center. There were women joining these groups. Everyone was asking questions about what to do with, you know, the, the state of their natural hair. There were products being created, there were events, there were meetups, there were so many things happening, but they were all happening offline, I mean, online at the time. Mm. And um, for, so for three years, I toyed with the idea of curating what was going on, like being the news hub of all of this activity, because trust me, Marianne, it, there was an activity every weekend, every month or something to look forward to, mm. and no one was documenting everything. Um, so... In 2015, in 2014, I had a beautiful, you know, like a really successful year with my graphic designs company. Mm. Um, but it was getting a bit too much because, you know, you create the work and the, and the project takes longer than it should have and the client doesn't pay. Mm -hmm. And it just became a very, you know, a tiresome business model. Mm. So I was looking for something to do, something, you know, how could I do what I love doing and just keep enjoying what I'm doing. So I joined a, a creative uh, leadership program for women. Mm -hmm. And I remember walking in and telling my mentor, I want to hire myself. I want, can I do that? Can I hire myself? Um, I'm very talented. I can take photographs. I can write, I can lay out something. I, you know, I can manage a project. I can put an event together. I can do social media. And she was like, yeah, you can hire yourself. So how do, you, how do you intend to do that? So the program lasted for six months. And in the process, um, this idea I had of, a, of curating all these stories came to, into the idea of a magazine, which I love reading magazines, whether they're online, physical, you know. And the, a magazine has graphic design, it has photography, it has fashion, it has hair, makeup, beauty, you know, it's got everything. And those are everything that I love. And you know, everything just kind of gelled together. So in 2016, um, while well, I was heavily pregnant mm -hmm. with my third born, I launched, <laughs> I launched um, Hairpolitan Lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, you know, so it's been two years of just telling the stories of the natural women and men in Kenya. And not just about the hair, but about um, natural healing remedies, about diet, fitness, What's the alternative to what, you know, is there conventionally? And um, there's just too many stories. I, I think I have content for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And so it's very, it's very exciting. I mean, Ziada will tell you, you know, this natural hair thing. I'm sure it's the same in yeah. Dar es Salaam. Yeah. Yes, right so, now, the, it's 
a wave. It's a really strong wave across, I would say, across Africa. It's not just, you know, the East African part. But if you look at, you know, South Africa right now, if you look at Nigeria, the, it, it, you know, it's just huge right now. And I think we are really taking advantage of that. And the fact that, you know, Hair Politan is even there to curate all of this information and stories and putting it in one space for someone to go and read it's just amazing and the fact that you say that you know you launched it while you were heavily pregnant <laughs> i remember that's when we met <laughs> oh oh yes uh, at the hair thing at the yeah hair, at the hair event yes that was i think was it 2015 or 2016 <laughs> um i have not to remember when my eyes Yes, I think it was 2016. Yes, it was 2016. Yeah. That's the, that was the first time we met. And then what I know. most was that the fact that you could pick up our faces, um, uh, my, my, my business partner and I, and we got there and you're like, yeah, I know these two faces. You're from Dar es Salaam. I'm like, uh... Okay. <laughs> you guys were you guys were celebrities at the time. You, I know, like, you guys you know, were, you were like, like um, um, how can he? How can she pick up our faces? We're nobodies. I mean, we we just came in, you know, in Kignito, so we we come and enjoy the show. <laughs> but oh, that was okay. So yeah, I feel you're understating the uh, encounter, so I'm gonna set things straight. <laughs> I mean, Marianne, Marianne, Marianne is our advocate, you know, just gonna, you know, so these two girls are making waves in Dar es Salaam and it's, it's been, you know, it was exciting for us as well because also our YouTube, uh, you know, naturalistas were coming up, but this guy's kind of had a thing already and it was going and 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 I think I'd been following you guys as you kind of said you're coming to Nairobi, so I was really excited. So imagine I've been following you guys, and then you pop up at my at my stand. I'm like, look, I'm a fan. You know, what are you talking about? And you guys were really excited. That was actually the best um, encounter with anyone um, on that day. I remember, and trust me, I was so so tired. So you know, so you understand. Stating it, you guys were celebrities. Absolutely. You're just trying oh, to be absolutely. modest, but it's okay. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> what it's why, okay. Why, <laughs> why the name Hair Politan? Um, I've I've really been interested with the word itself, Hair Politan. Right. Why did you use that particular word? Let me tell you about my brain. Um, my brain wakes me up at 3 a.m. and tells me, "Ooh." this is a good idea. Oh. And then I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> see, see, it's actually a thing. So, um, it was, I think I'd been thinking about it for so long, maybe two and a half years now, but by the time it was December, 2015 and every name I thought of was, you know, cause in Kenya you have to immediately, you think of a name, just go to the online, the e-citizen uh, platform and, check it out as a business if it's if it's available then you can go ahead um and everything i was thinking up um was not available so one day in december at 3 a.m i wake up and it's hairpolitan is in my head and i'm like like seriously what what does that what does that even mean and i wake up because it you know it was like bugging me and i go to um go daddy and i google hairpolitan.com and it's available and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And I was like, hang on. Okay, fine. You know, I wrote it down. Then I tried to go back and sleep and my brain was like, no, 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 no. That was just the name. <laughs> you relax, just get your notebook and pen. And I spent the next like two hours writing half asleep. Don't know what I was writing. And, you know, in the morning when I looked at it, it's pretty much, you know, what the magazine became. I wanted to articles about every aspect of my life um you know motherhood my fashion beauty and everything um so hairpolitan honestly is just about it's oh it's it's like cosmopolitan it's like the the woman who loves her hair mm -hmm. her that woman she's the hairpolitan she is the you know she's the connoisseur of her life you know and 
I, 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 just because also it was available at that point, I was like, I like it. We go, let's <laughs> do it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just a, a combination of hair and cosmopolitan, the cosmopolitan hair woman and that kind of thinking. Mm, mm. I like it. It's it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of memorable, but it also has this, you have a sense of what it is, you know. So tell us oh, how thank you, you how you managed to get it going when you were about to have a baby and all of you know like how you what the juggle is like for you in terms of doing that. Do you have other people working with you, or like how does it how does it work? Well, initially. Um, I had this vision of an office space with Hippolytan written on like embossed on glass. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's like this posh swanky workplace um, that was in my head. And then what happened was I, I wanted it to be a place where people I loved reading, you know, their blogs, I wanted them to write. So what happened is I approached, I think around seven of my really good friends Mm-hmm. I, like I literally went to, I was like, where are you on Tuesday? It's like, we can meet here. I go and I'm like, I, I want you to write and I want you to write for this segment. So I approached my friend called Naliaka. I wanted her to like, write for the lifestyle segment because I loved how she wrote about, you know, lifestyle. Um, I met with a lady called Karemi. She was already blogging on motherhood. So I wanted her to write about motherhood and interview people about that. Um, another friend of mine in the UK called Shiko, she's like skin guru, you know, you can't touch her when it comes to skin. And I wanted her to, to lead that uh, segment of the magazine. Um, there was a good friend of mine in Karemi, my cousin, uh, Wagio, and she just wanted to talk hair, hair styling, hair products and all that kind of stuff. So, and understands natural ingredients and all those things, uh, like Evie approached me. Um, but it was about, I love reading these women's blogs. I love how they write. Can they write for this magazine? So initially it was all of us um, and, and the editor, Nepurko. I love how she plays with words. And then uh, my cousin who was a photographer, he just quit his job and he was looking for work to do. A good friend of mine who was a makeup artist. I think we were like under 10 at the time. And we just started, you know. So the first issue was me focusing on these people because you never write about the writers. You never know who it is who's writing the articles or editing the work or doing the makeup. So the first issue was the right, the, the team was the content, you know? Um, and that was pretty exciting. And it, and then that was actually the first issue in August. The second issue I gave the, my baby came between the first and the second issue. <laughs> so um, yeah, so basically that was my team, my friends who believed in what I was selling to them. Um, we don't have the swanky offices yet. Um, but now I see, uh, you know, black and white patch, patch styles on the floor. So it's coming. I can, I can see the place coming. So, um, what happened is with, uh, with me slowing down on creating the online magazine for other reasons that I can explain later. Um, now we're just focusing on web. So the team is still there. It's just how we don't have the online magazines to put out for now. So right now I'm working with different people to put together web articles depending on the topic of the month. So my team is pretty much on a consultancy basis at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, no, it, it's exciting how you brought it together. So so you so it's so it's not a mag. What's the difference between a magazine and web articles? You were putting out like a whole whole publication before, and now you're doing blogs is that is that what it is so uh, at the beginning the whole idea with hairpolitan was to be actually a physical magazine oh, okay um yeah but the, the the cost of printing was not sustainable for a startup company so yeah. what i have are six issues of an actual 48 paged magazine mm-hmm. that you can download online and you can actually read them online or download if you want um so web articles now tend to lean towards a blog. So mm-hmm. I did I did six issues till May 2017, then took a break. Mm-hmm. And then I was focusing on the back end of the business because I, I, as much as I got into publishing, I'm not a publisher. And I've just had to take time to learn the business of publishing because there's just some other stuff that you don't think about when you're just blogging. Um, so... Now, 
I want to bring back the the 48 page online magazine. Mm-hmm. The web articles, you know, we just make sure we have an article every week on Friday mm-hmm. and a, a, a lifestyle article on Friday and a business article on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's the difference between the two. Cool, I got it, I got it. She spoke of um, taking a break so you can concentrate, you know, with the, with the whole back end. Now this comes to the whole entrepreneurship and now my next question will be a couple of weeks back or it has been one week you wrote a really touching um message on your instagram you know talking about entrepreneurship and the hardships of it and that was really really touching and it really compelled me to even you know to ask you so what space were you at at the time you know what what has been the most challenging part when it comes to the whole, the hiring yourself out of things? Yeah. Well, first of all, it's like I'm an employer and an employee and I'm not a good employee. I'm like, I'm a creative. Like I don't want to show up to work. And then sometimes I'm like, ah, I want to sleep in. And sometimes I'm like, nah, I just, you know, I just want to go do stuff. But I'm also the employer. I'm like, chick, we have things to do. We have an article to put out. So, you know, those two conversations are happening in my head and I'm also HR, so I'm the go-between of those two characters. Um, The post you saw is me, I was just having a really bad day. And I mean, there there are many bad days, but for some reason, this particular day, I couldn't dig myself out and I just couldn't figure out what the problem was. And I, I've been blogging since 2005, I think not at the beginning of blogging, but, you know, to me it was. So I've always found relief in sharing and, and writing it out or doing poetry, which is what I used to do back in the day. So I find a lot of, um, I feel like I've, I've let a burden down when I write it down. Mm. Um, so that's always been me. And whether someone reads it or not, and, you know, blogging, you know, you sometimes just don't get a comment. You're sitting there and you've shared your heart out and then, meh, no one, no one comments. <laughs> so I, I got you. <laughs> but it's so true. You're like, but I, my heart is bleeding on the floor. Yeah. It's true, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. so, so I had gotten used to just writing for writing's sake. Um, I, I even have people you know, calling me later, like five years later saying, Oh, this, this post really touched me. I'm like, Oh, I don't even remember who wrote it. You know, like it's been a long time. Um, so what I wrote on that day on the Instagram was more for me to like put a timestamp on that day. Um, because it was one of the harder days I was going through. Um, I could say the entrepreneurship. So the whole idea idea phase is exciting the whole putting out and proving your concept is also exciting um but now when it gets to the point where it's no longer about your idea and it's no longer about the novelty of it when whatever you've put out gathers momentum and people now are used to having something like hair polytan in their lives and people are coming to you and saying you know you wrote this article and you know i really thought about what I'm doing with my hair and I cut it off and, you know, then you realize you're doing something bigger than yourself. Um, and I, I think what I'm, I've been grappling with is the responsibility of that, that I cannot take that lightly, that I've created a platform that is helping or is inspiring or, you know, um, so that's one side of it. So I have to keep the articles coming out. I have to get, make sure the stories are of quality Um, but then there's the other side and the things that are hard for me is the things I don't know. So I might know around 75% of everything, but when it comes to the accounting and the finance and the, and the web analytics and, you know, like this is stuff that has nothing to do with creativity, the administrative stuff, the back end is what I call it. Mm. Now that gets so hard. And I think, um, what happened before I posted, I think on a Monday, the, the, the hard day was on a Monday evening, but I posted on a Tuesday. So I think the Friday before I had just randomly decided to do a, a, a test on my website and see how good my website was, was on the back end. 
and I failed. And Google was like, nah, this, you know, this website sucks. And so there I was trying to understand, you know, what do I need to do to, you know, make it faster, better. You know, I want the, I want the web crawlers in there. I want them to give me a rating. So I think when I'm doing something, I'm not uh, well versed in. And then I'm doing a lot of that. So I'm dealing with the accounting and the finances and I'm dealing with so many other things that I'm not, then I think everything kind of just weighed down and those, and it was like those zero creativity and a hundred percent business, which is like, you know, um, yeah. So I think that day everything just came to a head and for some reason I couldn't dig myself out. And, um, I actually remember thinking, Ooh, I could file bankruptcy and then I don't have to do this anymore. So that, you know, it sounds like a really good idea in my head. Um, but then I just, so I decided, let me just write it down. And when I, every time I see my words, I'm like, okay, th- there it is. And it's gone. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to be held by them. So I wrote it down and I went to bed and, you know, I cried a lot, of course. I mean, it was written in tears. Um, but the next day I woke up and it was like, everything will be better. And after everyone read that post, my God, it was like the encouragement, the keep going at it. How can I help? What do you need assistance in? Um, it, those, I was so overwhelmed by the response and the positive feedback and mostly from women who are also in business. So I was like, why are we quietly suffering by ourselves? Because everyone was like, me too, me too, you know, a whole other me too hashtag. Um, yeah, so I was just like, we're going to we're gonna kill ourselves without sharing our true, true stories. Why don't we do this more often? And so that's just, you know, a question that was left in the air. But yeah, that was that weekend. That was that week, Ziada, when you, when you messaged me. One thing that you said in that post was the fact that everyone feels like they're an expert when it comes to your business, you know, giving you advice and expecting you to deliver on their advice, like the next morning. Um, Yeah. That I think even I, you know, I with Pipili Pili, we go through the same thing. It's, it's, it's a constant, almost becoming annoying. It's like, you want to just you know, take your business apart and just show them, this is the model. Stop telling me what to do. But thank you very much for your advice. We're not, <laughs> you know, we're taking that into consideration. So I think personally, that for me, I could really relate to that because it can be quite frustrating at times when you're trying yeah. to explain what your business model is. And then the people, you know, who are busy trying to push their agendas in there into your business. So for me, it was really, it, it got me teary a bit. I'm like, mm-hmm, Oh no. We don't need more tears. <laughs> I know. Right? I like, don't really know what's going on, but yeah, you know, then, you know, just seriously, just keep on, keep on. I mean, there, there's nothing else you can do. That's, that's how I, I came to conclusion, like, that's business. You just have to put your hat on and just move on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I get, I get that when people are giving you suggestions, it comes from a good place on their end. It does. But it's always, like, yeah. it does, you know, and it, maybe that person is seeing something. So I do write it down. It's not like I'm like, oh, my God, here's another idea. I actually do write it down. But then you have a book full of ideas and you're the same person who still has to figure out how you're going to pay someone or, you know, you're going to pay that debt or that investor. And then I'm like, everyone is putting a straw on your back. And sometimes, you know, without knowing someone's like, Ooh, you know, the other, you should just do this. And that's the one that's like, look, I can't, I can't take it anymore. And you know, the, the, the strange part is when you go back to this person, you're like still having the same, um, problem and they're like but see i told you to do this and i'm like it wasn't the solution you know um your suggestion needs money i don't have money i'm looking for money to pay some people so that i can implement the other 1000 ideas ahead of yours you know pick a number stay in line i'll be right back to you so what happened what what happens is over time you you lose the circle of people you can tell that 
what you're going through becomes smaller and smaller because you don't want to keep mm. disappointing people when they're like, you know, I gave you an idea. Why didn't you apply it? Or I told you mm. to do this. Why didn't you do it? And now you're coming back with the same problem. So now what happens is you, you have less and less people to tell and then it just becomes heavier and heavier. And then it just explodes. And then you just write an Instagram post and you're like, okay, you know, go forth and tell the world my problems. No, so I, I totally understand that. It's, I just know what the solution is um, to that. Yeah. I, I just want to reflect something back, which is that, um, yeah, I've been through all of these things too. And I, I've never, I've never been quite brave enough, I think, to really make the post in those moments. But I actually think there's a lot of power in it, just in terms of like other people seeing, you know, that you, I just, I, I've just gone and looked for the post while you were talking. Um, other people seeing like the truth of what it's like trying to create something in the world, which, you know, doesn't necessarily conform to all the, you know, like either yeah. a job or, you know, a specific other type of model of something that, that everyone knows how to do. And the, and the truth is that yeah. like, you're constantly experimenting and trying to make it work usually, right? <laughs> and, yeah, um, I mean... Yeah, go ahead. And sometimes, and sometimes I've, we were discussing this a while back, and as women, business is organic for us. We don't have like... I don't okay I don't know maybe for me as a creative and a woman it's organic so yes these these suggestions are structures that have worked for other things but they're rigid and they're structures and they're rules and I'm like I hate rules already like um and I, I understand the rules you're suggesting to me will work but I'm working from my gut yeah. My gut tells me what to do tomorrow or tells me, oh, for the next two weeks, focus on A, B, C, D, or why don't you just test the speed of your website, you know? And then when you do those little things following your gut, um, you know, the, the solutions make sense. So they, you know, at that time. So I feel like saying sometimes the rules are beautiful, but that's not where, that's not how I operate as a woman. Um, so we need gut rules. I don't know. We need new <laughs> gut-related business models. Um, someone to write about that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's really... I, I have found that, that actually for all the times when I engage in the strategies that work for other people or trying to learn about them or trying to like follow them, if they, if they don't feel good in my gut, they don't work for me or my work. Exactly. Yeah. So actually, that although it might sound sort of, you know, a strange thing, actually following your guys is almost like it's kind of the only thing you can do, you know. <laughs> In that yeah, sense. I mean, it's the only thing. It's the only thing that's been with me all my life. So <laughs> exactly. It helps me, you know. And I'll go back to what you mentioned, um, the, the being brave to post it, which is what a lot of people wrote and said, you're very brave. And to be honest, it was a very selfish act. Mm -hmm. I explained to, you know, to me, that's what writing does for me. Whether I write it in my diary, whether I write it in my blog, my Instagram, my email, if, if my friends and family can tell you that honestly, if I need to sort something out, I will write it down. And sometimes it'll get a very extended email. And halfway through, I'm like, it has, this is not, it's not for you really. It's just like, I'm putting it out there. Um, so it's, it's, it's predominantly selfish, but I think at that moment I was like, why can't I just put it out there and let it be a truth? Um, and I, I, actually, women, yeah. I actually want to challenge no, on. you on that, whether it's selfish, because I know what you're saying that like, it, yeah. it feels like an act for you to express yourself. But like, yeah. I've got, I've just been sorting out like all my paperwork and I have diaries and notes from the last like 20 years that I've been in boxes and they're not helping <laughs> anyone and I can't even read them anymore. <laughs> Whereas if I'd been posting those things on Instagram, at least they, they right. help people to see, you know, they help other people to see something. So I don't know. I don't know. I want to challenge you. I think there's an act of service in being willing to share. And then at the same time, of course you're doing it for you, but I think it benefits yeah. people, you know? 
also have those boxes of diaries and I, for whatever reason we can't read, I can't read them either. It's like, what, is it a psychological, must we look into it? Maybe. You know, why can't we read our, why can't we read our years you, of diaries? You were hand, but, no, your handwritings were, were not all that. I mean, you, believe me, actually, you were giving even lecturers and teachers a hard time. It's also the content. If you start reading it, you're like, hmm. <laughs> What you know? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, but I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying, Marianne. Mm. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. That maybe yeah, there's service in there. Uh huh. I think so. Yeah, I was but, just gonna say that women tend to you know scribble down a lot of things, and we don't really share them. And uh, thanks to social media, now I feel like you know a lot of women are willing to share their thoughts, all those thoughts in yeah. their diaries little knots that we have you know at least every woman I know in my life has a little knot in a diary somewhere with scribbled things so I think thanks to social media everyone tends to you know to be sharing a bit of themselves and I think opening up you just never know who you're actually touching by writing one or two words from your own yeah. personal experience yeah and not even so much touching I think um over the years and because of social media, I've made such great friends through social media, you know? Mm. Um, it, it's, if, if, I, if you would have told me like 10 years ago when Facebook, um, yeah, 10, 11 years ago when Facebook came, that a majority of my friends right now would be people I met online. I'd be like, you're crazy. I mean, my friends, you know, at the time were my high school friends and my campus friends and, you know, friends, you know, that I picked up along the way. But now I have people who think like me, who are very inspiring, who are doing great things. It was a conversation on, on, on a comment section. It was a chat on Messenger, you know, it's now it's DMs on, on Twitter and, so there's it i think it's because i have gained so much from social sharing on social media of course there's a, there's a backlash and the oh my god why are you doing this who do you think you are there's all that but the the benefits have far outweighed the negative stuff and every time i've opened up i've made a new friend or i've seen i've someone has shared something that gave me a different perspective mm. so I think that's one of the benefits of social media and and also I've seen women before me share I have like many of the women I admire right here in Kenya they're sharing on their own, on their you know social media on their Instagram they're sharing about their faith they're sharing about their journey their children and I get something out of it so I you know I guess it's also me saying why don't I just also put it out there someone behind me might get assistance, like I've been helped, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I want to um, slightly turn the conversation somewhere related, but slightly different. Like, given the hard days, given what they, you know, how they can be, what is it that, that does kind of make you choose or, or what is it that motivates you and, and, yeah, make you choose to keep going and then, you know, keep going you know, on the, on the good days as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've tried, I've tried to, like, I've tried to quit Hairpolitan so many times, you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, tomorrow, that's the day. It's the last day. Hairpolitan had a good run. Great. And then strangely enough, God sends a phone call, come to this event or someone writes and says, Oh my goodness, you've changed my life or something. It's just, just the day I decide to quit that that same day, the next day it's full of just so many things like, Oh, there's this story, there's this product launch, there's this, this, there's this, that, um, there's a new way of eating your banana to help your skin, you know? And I'm like, Oh gosh, uh, I'm not going to quit. Am I? No. Okay, fine. Let's, let's read about this new skincare remedy. Um, or some days I'm like, Oh, it's okay. I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. Then I get an email saying, Oh, hi, I was just wondering, could I write for hair polish? And, and I have these stories I want to tell and, you know, and they write up hair polish alley. And I look up and I'm like, God, I see what you're doing here. It's a trap. It's a trap. I can see what you're doing. Um, but I just, so on the really hard days, the next day, I guarantee you there's just 
sunshine and flowers and happiness in the world in regards to hair pollen and then I'm like okay maybe today it's it'll be very weird to quit today so let me just do it a bit more and then on the good days it's really good <laughs> it's like really happy and good and um someone actually writes like the last article we wrote on Friday a friend wrote it and she was talking about how she is on her way to curing her hypothyroidism um by changing her diet and then you see someone's comment saying thank you for sharing um i'm also on that journey and it's good to know that you know there's healing up ahead and i'm just there tearing i'm like now what is this but why can't just what, now what's this this is like a kumbaya moment i can't now suddenly delete her politan people are being helped you know and people are sharing such good stories so on the good days yeah. on the good days is like yeah. i'm in tears and on the bad days i'm in tears i'm like you know but um, too much tears going around <laughs> i'm like dude i will i will dehydrate at this point um and yeah. then another friend one day sends me a quote and i don't remember who said the quote so if you cry then it's not your why and then i burst into tears again i'm like oh gosh <laughs> then i must be within I must be in the crux of my why because I'm crying whether it's a good day or whether it's a bad day so um so yeah that's I guess I mean I mean uh, I think I'm in a good momentum so the good mm-hmm. days outweigh the bad days and you know it just helps me get up the next day okay and yeah. then throughout this journey what would you say you know it's your it's like I know with the journey you're still learning and everything but how, what has been your biggest learning I mean ever since you started hair polyton all the way till now you know as you look into the future um okay first i hated going to school so let me just put that out there um so i guess for me i think of education in relation to school and that's mainly because of the kenyan education system the public education system um but the the greatest lesson i've heard is that i i i am always learning every day like every single day my head hits the pillow i'm like i didn't know that i didn't know you could do you know like put a code in the header or so accepting that i'm going to learn something new every day makes every day exciting because for sure i'm going to learn something i don't know you know and it's not just in relation to things i don't know but also my creativity that my mind can can put together something you know um that for me i always knew i could i've always been a creative but you are doing it you i was always doing it for someone else when you work for an agency there's always a client um but i'm the client now i'm the creative i'm the client i'm putting out something that i want to see out there in the world and that that for me is amazing and it the lesson is that i'm going to have to learn something new every day i cannot just sit and not know who the latest youtube blogger is and what's happening to the us economy in regards to natural hair movement and baobab is now the new super oil why you know so i'm learning every day and that for me accepting that education is just going to be there whether i like school or not um has been my greatest lesson so now i'm in school every day I love that. And um yeah, it's the school of internet. The internet. Yes, university. It's actually the greatest, you know, school of all time. <laughs> I like this school. Yeah, it, and it never it'll never shut down. No, I don't. Yeah. And the funniest thing we sometimes we laugh about at home like about how we used to go to the library when we were kids you know and like that's where you got information so it was so exciting because there were these books and you would find yeah. it was a tiny library you know you just find these few books and it was so interesting and now literally everything you want to find out you you have i mean i still read books but you know you, it it's not the same you can just look it up you know <laughs> yeah look information up like that but but i like that i'd kind of forgotten to look at the internet as the library i liked going to as a child that's yeah i didn't i didn't thought about that mm. it's become like water google it it's uh, you know you don't even think about it but yeah it's a library and it's exciting yeah mm. Mm. um we always like to ask our guests about um 
Uh, well, we have our final question. See, I don't normally you ask it, don't you? Why am I asking? I, it? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Why are you jumping the gun? Okay, Come on, that's the exciting part. Okay, before I ask you that question, um, it's just uh, I've, I've also been meaning to uh, to ask you. I've I've seen you now. You you know you're doing a lot of talks. You're doing a lot of uh, you know moderations and. You know, it's is that did you see yourself doing that? Or oh, now because of hair polytan, it's just become part and parcel of you. Um, I, I have no idea. I so some years back, and I think there's a post on that. A friend was meant to moderate for something, and she had an exam, so she called me, and I went, and so I started doing it three years ago for fun, and. I did it for Startup Grind Nairobi. And what was happening is there were all these entrepreneurs who were coming to this stage and I got to ask them questions. I didn't have to call them and be like, hi, can I ask you a few questions? So I became addicted. Again, it, selfish. It's just little, you know, little selfish me sitting there <laughs> Talking to women I admire, like, you know, Gina Dean and, and like, you know, asking these women questions that I was going to ask anyway if I met them. But now we're ask, I'm asking them on behalf of the people in the audience. So I, I kind of got addicted to that. Then for last year, for some reason, the universe kept um, asking me through different people, two events, asked me to be the MC. One event asked me to moderate. A friend helped me, asked me to host. And this is like in a span of six months. And that year, last year, I was like, ooh, this is my year of yes. Mm -hmm. So everyone would call. I'll be like, yes, yes, yes. And the before I got on the stage or I held the microphone to MC, I'd be like, what did you get yourself into, one boy? And the feedback was always good. Uh, so... This year, again, like Marianne said, my gut, my gut was just like, maybe it's time that you stepped in front of Hair Politan and put all the knowledge you've had for the last, you know, 15 to 20 years of your life and help other people. And so, yeah, so, and then also I didn't want, I wanted to post about my personal stuff and I didn't want to mix my personal and business so I still have my personal Instagram, which is for, you know, I deleted everyone and just allowed a few people to follow me. And one boy, JL, is now more public. So it helped me be myself on my personal Instagram and Facebook and have this business side on, on, the, on, on one boy, JL. Um, so that's what you're, you're seeing right now. But the moderation and emceeing was kind of, it's just happening. Um, and I'm allowing it to happen. And it's putting me in places where I can talk about hair polytan more than I would have from the back end. So I think while I was being pregnant, I didn't want to, I was still in a very introverted and shy state. So I didn't want to, I wanted people to, I wanted people to know about hair polytan before they knew about me. Um, and I have no, I have no reason why that was such a strong feeling at the time, but this year it felt that it's okay now for me to, to step and stand next to Hippolytan. And I find that now when I talk about it, people are like, oh yes, I've read about it or I've heard about it. And I think that's just much better than me trying to push something down your throat because now I want to market Hippolytan. So I feel like my Hippolytan went ahead of me and now I'm coming up behind it and I'm finding that it's, you know, it's like gone out and, you know, done, presented itself well. Um, so I'm still doing things within the realm of my ability, I guess, uh, with emceeing and moderating. And I get to talk to so many women who I end up interviewing for Hair Politan anyway, because you're talking to someone, you're like, but you're so amazing. Um, just come be my best friend. And then let me just write this article about you. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's the reason that's happening, I guess. But it's a gut feeling and I think it's uh, working out. Yep, mm. and I think that quote fits perfectly. Someone should write about that related business models. <laughs> I think they should, yes. Yes, that's true. There's a, right there. <laughs> yes, I think, and there's a lady who has a, oh, and I've forgotten her name, and I don't have my, 
trusted Google next to me, but she does say, she does, and I'll, I'll probably send it to you guys. She does talk about being, allowing women to do business the way we do business, you know? And I started reading her website and I got so overwhelmed because it's like she was talking to me and I was like, I'm not even ready to get into that because I'm just not ready. It'll, it'll be another realm of, you know, yeah, but gut related business models. How do those look like, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. They definitely look Okay, different. now to my favorite question. Uh, what's, so, what's this question? How, the question is, we would like to know, a change-making women, how do you take care of yourself when you're not hair polytoning? That's not, I don't know, I just made that word out. <laughs> when I'm not hair polytoning? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hair polytan is now a verb, a, a present continuous verb. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm a, well, let's start that I'm a mother of three boys who are under the age of six. So I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. I'm a wife. I have a home to look after. I'm a daughter, sister, friend. I'm so many things. And for a very, very long time, I was those things more than I was myself. And so I forgot how to look after myself. Mm-hmm. And there was actually a part of me that thought doing my nails at the spa was looking after myself or you know, going out clubbing was looking after myself. Um, but last year, a lot of the not taking care of myself um, came down. And now I was just fatigued, exhausted. I was depressed and uh, I was tired. Um, so I took a 10-day retreat um, after after. I, a friend recommended to me. So it's a silent retreat. You hand over your phone and you keep quiet for 10 days and they teach you how to meditate. And um, in those 10 days, I realized taking care of yourself is actually um, letting your mind rest, like like just let your mind rest. So now how I take care of myself, I mean, I'll go watch a movie and I will go have a drink with friends and, you know, I'll hang out. But I now sit and be, I, I'm now quiet. I'm quiet. I don't have to think about something and I don't have to create. I don't have to be watching TV or listening to a podcast. I don't have to be with a friend. I can be by myself and quiet in my mind. And I find that that does so much more for me than what I was doing before, which I can't even put, tell you what it was. I have no idea what I was doing before. Um, so for me, mental relaxation, that's, that's my thing now. Um, I've even become a quieter person, which is, I suspect is worrying a number of people, um, but no one has come and told me up front. Um, so I can be with a group of friends and I'm okay being quiet, you know, just mentally. So I find that that has relaxed me a lot. I mean, which girl doesn't want a bubble bath and champagne in a five-star restaurant and then sleep all night and all day? But, you know, uh, when you're doing a startup, those things are not attainable right now. Uh, But I love that I found that my mental health is where that's how I relax, that when my mind is okay, everything is okay. My body is fine. My moods are fine, you know, so that's... Uh, a lot of meditation is actually the way I relax and I do yoga at home now. Um, so I do power yoga and then I meditate. So I do something very strenuous and then I sit down and I'm, I try and be quiet. So that works for me uh, perfectly right now. Thank you, Rambe. That's a great inspiration. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Especially from a fellow person that has ideas at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> what shall we do about those ideas though why can't they schedule a meeting at 7 a.m i have no idea <laughs> i think it's actually because your mind is quiet <laughs> no, no? <laughs> i don't know i just i love sleep i've always loved sleep so i don't understand why sleep should be interrupted i know but they it comes it sort of comes from the void of sleep right it's kind of i, I know 
<laughs> I don't know why they come at three in the morning, but they do. <laughs> So that's another, someone should write that book. Why do ideas come at three in the morning and gut <laughs> business models for yeah. women in business? Gut so let's just put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Follow your, exactly. Oh, nice. Follow your gut. Nice. Nice. So now let's just put it out there. Whoever wants to write those two books, you have three readers ready for you to, we'll, we'll be waiting. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us, Sambri. Can you just, for people listening, tell us where to find you and your work, Hair Politan, maybe in your own profiles, or where people can follow you and find out more? Okay, so for Hair Politan, it's just hairpolitan.com, Hair Politan on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, pretty straightforward. Um, and the online magazines uh, are, are on my website, but uh, you can find them at yumpu.com uh, slash en slash hairpolitan. You'll find all six of them there. Uh, and then for my personal self, my personal uh, profile, you can follow Wamboi, JL. There's a website of the same name and across all social media, it's also the same. Cool. So, yep, that's, yep. Thank you so much. I um, invite people to check you out there as well. So, um, thank you. We're looking forward to see, you know, Hair Politan's journey. Awesome. All the way, that is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and you so much. Per- thank your you. Your personal journey as well. Your personal journey as well. You, you've, since you've yeah. started it now, you know, we're right behind you. <laughs> number one fans <laughs> oh thank you Ziana. thank, you, thank doing, you so much keep doing the most inspiring work you know to to help out other women out there who are listening you know and just keep going keep following <laughs> awesome. your guts thank you <laughs> yes yeah. I will follow my gut uh, thank you so much Marianne and Ziada. thank you for the invites this was actually very entertaining I didn't know about the podcast till last week and I think I've listened to like half of them while I'm working oh wow so you know you guys are doing a really awesome thank job you. so even you keep going at it um, I guess my final remarks are if more of us shared what we're going through at this particular moment because when success mm. comes for some reason you just don't remember and I'll equate it to childbirth. You, mm-hmm. While you're in the middle of labor, you're like, I'm not going to do this ever again. And then you're holding your second born and your third born. You're like, what happened? Um, but I think it's the same with business. That When you're going through the pain of it, I think that's the best time to share. Because when, when the good day comes the next day, it kind of, you know, the, the, you know what, what, the good hormones kind of suppress the pain. And then you don't have something to share. Um, so I think let's share when we're in our deepest, um, hardest time and then let others uplift us, allow others to uplift us and, and let's just put it out there for people to, to learn as they come behind us as well. And our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com. <laughs>